Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. And today I'm super excited to introduce to you uh, one of what I call my bonus kids. He's one of the kids who uh, God brought. That's a bonus to somebody that I didn't give birth to. And he has been my child now for about five years, maybe, maybe or longer. Six, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe seven. Time flies when you're yeah, having fun. So, <laughs> so meet my meet my bonus child, uh, Marcellus, and he is amazing. Say something. Hi. How? <laughs> say something. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that really, oh actually, that encapsulates kind of our relationship together. Um, the thing I love about him more than anything is I love that he's fun. He's one of the absolute most fun people I have in my life, and he makes me laugh all the time, and that's super duper important to me. And the other thing I love about him is he is passionately in love with God and is the most incredible worship leader I've ever met. So, and I have to say that gingerly because I have other children who are like biological children who, who do worship too. So, um, you know, they can, I guess they can all duke it out about who gets to be the best and who gets to be mom's favorite. So, as you can hear, Marcellus is already excited about that option. Um, hey, what Marcellus doesn't know, let me tell you this, Marcellus. At our house, we have a cup. And the cup says, Mom's Favorite Child. Oh, my word. And for a long time, my daughter kept it. And then uh, my middle son got to be really cool. And so she said, well, maybe we should give the cup to Levon. And you could sneak to the house and take it and say, well, it's mine now. You know, I feel like I'm going to start a war. So um, I think what I'll do, um, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be petty. And I will take a selfie with the cup, but then, like, kind of hide it somewhere. So they'll think that that I have it, but that defeats the purpose of me telling you this. But I think I'll do it anyway. So, all right. So um, Marcellus came into my life because he was an intern at a church where I worked at the time, yeah. and I have watched him grow just so much as a musician and as a person, um, and as just a you know a follower of Christ in the last seven years, which is crazy. And so I just want him to share a little bit about what that journey looked like for him. Wow. Um. That was a long journey of growing up. Um, I'm originally from California. All my friends or family are there, were there. And um, when I moved here, I thank God for, for uh, Mama Lisa. I remember the Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving at her house. I hurt myself eating food. It was so good. But she insisted that I eat. And um, also, a whole lot of things happened. Like my first like semester here because I saw Levon get married and I didn't even know Levon's her son but I didn't even know Levon that long and I was a part of the wedding you know um her and, and Jessica and years later they have kids you know so it's it's been really really cool um being in a new place and how God will immediately connect you with amazing community I still call her mom she still threatens me and I still have the fear of the Lord um, um <laughs> and the her. fear of Mama Lisa absolutely <laughs> of the fear of Mama Lisa so, yeah. Well, you know, another thing that I, story that we could tell, and I don't know, we'll let Marcellus decide whether or not he wants to tell this story, but okay. uh, when Marcellus came here, he did not know how to drive. Wow. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. And so we took oh it on as a project, God. kind of as a family project, <laughs> to teach Marcellus to drive. And um, I was the instructor, and we used our daughter's car, and my son Levon was an instructor. And I am happy to report that today, in this life, oh Marcellus God. drives a car. 
and um, I will say he might be one of the most difficult people I ever taught to drive, but you know what? We are tenacious in our family, and we don't give up, and today he oh drove God. himself here for this podcast, so that's wow. a success, What's, right, Marcellus? Here's the thing, family. Um, <laughs> I've been driving for years. <laughs> yeah, he didn't so, just learn to drive yesterday. I, I didn't just learn to drive <laughs> Okay, so see these oh, podcasts. This no. is this is totally my life. Oh my god! And <laughs> as much as we've laughed on this podcast, that's oh. my favorite thing about Marcellus. That and his passionate love for God, and um, and so if you just needed to share something about your relationship with the Lord, I'm going to give him a second to collect himself because he's puddling over here on yeah, the really on the floor am. for me. I wasn't um, ready. And so just just share kind of what are some things that God has taught you about ministry life. What is maybe he taught you in your in your just times of worship with him, your experience in churches? I don't know. You can take it wherever you want to go. Sure. Um, I think one thing I'm learning is it really is a journey, and um, I think at this point that can that saying can become trite and overused, but it really is a journey. It really, really, really is. Sometimes the Lord will move you and you think it's too fast or you'll be in a process and you think it's too slow but trusting in that the lord really does um he really knows what he's doing and we say that and we sing that but i don't think we really believe or live that at all but um he he really you really can trust him because he trusts us more than we do him and um and i say that because he's given all these dreams and visions in you, believing that you will do it. Because if he didn't, then he wouldn't have put it in you. So trusting in the process, trusting that where you are is where you're supposed to be. Um, And I want to add the caveat, like if you're lazy and you know good and well that you can put in more work, then put in more work. But like the grace, man, his grace is sufficient, even in that, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, his mercy endures forever. His grace is sufficient. However, your life does have a time limit. So um, take advantage of that. Like, um, take advantage of a beautiful relationship with the creator of the world. Like, who knows what you and him will do? You know what I mean? So I think I'm learning that. Um, I'm learning to be, to have more grace and to forgive myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, with the whole, like, learning how to drive, I'm a late bloomer. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But um, I didn't have a, I didn't have a car. And when I moved out here, um... Um, my parents didn't have cars, you know, we were in a rough spot, but, um, after that, I've just been literally blessed with every car I've gotten so far and just the whole car journey, the car journey itself has been a learning curve and a learning process as well. So, um, don't beat yourself, don't beat yourself over things, you know, forgive yourself, um, walk in forgiveness and keep moving forward, you know, keep moving forward. So I think that's that's one of the many things I've learned so far in this journey. I want to go back to something that you said that really stuck out to me. And I had never really heard it said that way or thought about it that way. And that's where you said God's grace is, is eternal and God's plan is eternal, but your life is limited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people... When you put it in that kind of a perspective, it's really crazy when you think about it. So expand on that a little bit. One thing, um, man, you know you're paying attention in church when you like regurgitate what you've been hearing. 
So um, my pastor always talks about how, like, if something doesn't have eternal significance, then you need to basically cut it out. And so um, I was a lot of the things that we 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 hold on to have no eternal significance and actually, you know, eat eat at you both mentally and even physically. Um, so I said his um, his grace is his grace and mercy is always there, but you have a time limit. So take advantage of the time. Like God is merciful, and if you if you're in a process where you haven't learned the lesson, He's going to take you through that lesson again. And he again, loves and do overs. He really does love do overs. <laughs> and um, but like, what happens when like you say within yourself, "I'm going to go through this process. I'm going to trust in Jesus, even if I fall," and see how much farther you get than just being comfortable with going through and going through and going through and going through. I really, I think for some things, some processes are unavoidable. Like the children of Israel back in Exodus, they had to go through um, for 40 years. They had to. But I think there are some things that um, we're going through. We, I think we can expedite the time through obedience, you know? Mm -hmm, and also like um, him restoring the years that the canker worms and the palmer, all the other worms and, and wildlife that he said in scripture, like he'll restore those years and he'll multiply your efforts, you know? So um, I think that was a rabbit trail. I think that... Um, I'm going to stop you because that was a good rabbit trail. That was Okay. I believe that was an intentional rabbit trail because, you know, one of the things that I was sitting here thinking is, how old are you, Marcellus? I'm 20. Oof. I just turned 29. So he's 29 and I'm 55. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has done more in 29 years than it feels like I've done in 55. For sure in ministry. For sure in ministry. Because how old were you when you started ministry? Ooh. <laughs> um, I was a kid. I'll just say uh, 13. 13 is a good year. And I didn't start in ministry until I was 47. Uh, wow. Full-time ministry really moving forward with it. And, um, and so I'm like, if God didn't restore the time, whew, I, Mar that's why Marcellus has had done so much more than me, even in the fact that he's, you know, young enough to be my child. And, um, and, but God, God doesn't, I don't think that bothers God. Yeah. I think he's willing to use us at whatever age we'll show up. Yeah. Yeah. I just, man, but once you come into the knowledge of that, then, okay, I know this, he can use me. We have a relationship. Let's move forward. And not just sit there and like play the on again, off again. Because I feel like he'll he'll bless you and his grace is sufficient. But I feel like, especially those who are in the knowledge of that, um, we we get caught up in wasting time when we are in our own head or when we let insecurity rule us. And also the whole thing of um, uh, comparison is a thing. You can waste so much time in comparison. You can waste so much time considering in yourself, well, I should be here or I should be there because such and such is here and such and such is there. And you have no idea what their journey was. You have no idea what their childhood or their upbringing was like. So, um, I mean, be a, I'm learning to be a good steward of what I have, you know? So just be a good steward of what you have. And if you feel like you've wasted time, you're going to waste time feeling bad that you wasted time. So that is right. You that might as true. well just go. <laughs> just move forward in that process, you yeah. know, and and because I spent a lot of time in my years waiting for somebody to tell me it was okay to go and to validate That's who I was so as good. a person and validate the call of God on my life. I can't tell you 
Because the sad part for me, Marcellus, is I knew God called me to ministry when I was 15. Hmm. And in my denomination, I was a girl, which right. totally eliminated me yeah. right right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And and I so I spent you know from fifteen to forty seven waiting for somebody to say no, God called you to the ministry, go be in the ministry. And uh, and so I think we wait for a lot of things. I waited for validation. You know, maybe you waited because you didn't think you were qualified. Maybe you waited because. Um, you didn't think you had everything, you know, all of your T's crossed and your I's dotted mm-hmm. or, or whatever people, whatever your word, whatever it is that you use to wait on uh, or as your excuse to wait, mm-hmm. put them down. Yeah. Put them down and let them go. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just jump into the, jump into the journey, right? Yeah. Embrace the process. It's one of my life mottos. I always say life's the journey, embrace the process. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that process is great and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. But every part of it is super, super valuable. Yeah. And, you know, God won't waste one single minute of your life if you if you just acknowledge and say, here, God, this is my life. Like, God knew what he was getting when he got us. Yeah. And, and he was okay with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, try, try to stay in the field that God gave you. And they're, they're never going to ask me to sing because God created people like Marcellus. <laughs> so and... And so I always laugh and say, you know, God made me the mouthpiece, but it wasn't the vocal singing quality mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. It was just the I can talk a lot mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. So what do I you got? I love that. And I, this is something that just, I don't know if this is theologically correct, but I feel like um, wait on God. Don't have God wait on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for for example, one thing my mom really really sunken into us, if somebody was picking us up, if somebody is coming to pick you up, um, you wait on them. Don't have them waiting on you. And so just like just like Uber, you know, um, your Uber driver um, can get there, and within a certain amount of time, if you're not out and you're not ready to go, it's going to leave. So I feel like um, that's how divine opportunities may be. Like, some, some of this stuff is on a time limit. Yeah, I like, think so too. Grace and mercy is well. The only time limit for grace and mercy is your life, right? But I feel like for divine opportunities and connections, it's like, all right, Uber's here. You got five minutes, and so I don't know what your five minutes looks like. But if there is an opportunity, if there is favor, go for it. If it exists there, if it's the Lord, like, don't talk yourself out of it, because if the Creator of the universe says that you can have this this is yours, then you better trust him and not your own insecurities, you know? So, <laughs> that's, a yeah. really, that's a really good point, you know. Um, and, and I think it's important, too. I think, there's, I think that's a balanced area. My, my spiritual dad would always say, I'd rather play catch-up than clean up any day. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to get ahead of God. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be a few steps behind him. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, you can use that as an excuse to say, well, I just can't move forward. Yes. Well, I, I can't tell you how many people say, well, and I've said it too, well, I'm just waiting on God to get mm-hmm. things ordered. Mm-hmm. Well, God got things in order before the foundation of yeah. the earth. The Bible yeah. says that, that he had our life planned out before he picked out the earth. Mm-hmm. And created it, and so a long time before you were placed on it. So, um, if God's called you to do it, don't wait on somebody to tell you it's okay to do it. Yes. Figure it out and go do it. Yeah. What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen to you, Marcellus? Honestly, the worst. <laughs> what is the worst thing that can happen? Um, it's a no, or it's a colossal failure. But know? even in failures, there's, there's so much learning that happens. Yeah. You know, and you're still alive, and you get to do it again. There's. 
I don't. I still. I still struggle with this. The whole like four hundred nine cleaner. Uh huh. It's named four hundred nine because they tried it four hundred and eight times, and then the four hundred nine was the one that worked. And so it's like it took four hundred and eight failures for them to get to the four hundred and ninth, and now the four hundred nine is a household name. Yeah. And so it like there's. I mean, failure isn't failure. Giving up is failure. Yeah. You need quitting to, is failure. Quitting is failure. But like failure is not failure. It is. It's honestly, I really feel like God uses that as a part of the journey too, mm-hmm. as a pro, a part of the process too. And I bet you would agree with me in that I learned a lot more in the times that I classified as a failure yeah. than I ever learned in the times I classify as success. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things God's really changing my view of lately is. You know, you hear people talk all the time about the mountaintops and the valleys and mm-hmm. how the mountaintops are glorious and the valleys are terrible. And and one day God said to me, you know, it's not really a valley, Melissa, it's really a meadow. And he said, there's a lot of work that happens in the meadow. There's a lot of learning that happens in the meadow. And all of that is good. Yep. And whatever the, even even if the, when I lost my mom and I thought that was the worst, you know, that was the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, And it was, I look back on that time now and I, and I re- recognize, had I not gone through that process, I wouldn't know what I know about God today. Mm-hmm. And so even in those times that you think are failures, in those times that you think you have lost it all, you know, I mean, I think about, I think about Donald Trump, our president, and how many times he was a colossal failure. And, and whether he's a colossal failure or a great success right now, we're not getting into that mess. <laughs> not even going there for that right <laughs> now. Or <laughs> did you have a did you have a snappy comeback for that one, Marcellus? I did, and I'm just here. <laughs> but it, but even in, as he's a, nobody can negate the fact that he's a successful businessman and that he gets things done. But he's lost a lot too. As much mm-hmm. as he's made, I bet he's lost as much, or you know, somewhere in the ballpark. And so uh, it's always a learning experience. It's always something we can we can grow on. If you had to say, listen, I want I want the listeners to know this one thing before we end this podcast what would it be marcellus oh goodness um he loves it when i pop these questions up for him and he's like he didn't tell me we were going to talk about yeah we i didn't know we were having this whole conversation so um i just (laughs) i just threw up on you and i hope i hope it blesses you um i'll tell you the three things that um Oh, I don't. I'm t- now. I'm telling people that I'm working out. And that's what I didn't. Okay, I'm working he's out. He's working right? out. So anyway, so he's way better than me. So I haven't worked out in so long. I don't even know what workout looks like. So it's, go ahead. It's a journey, mom. Um, so there were three things that she 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 encouraged me to have a mantra, and it ended up being get through this. You're dope. Let's go. That's awesome. So um, yeah, that and. Give yourself, like, give your, be patient with yourself. Um, and don't, don't hate where you're, I don't know how to say this. Um, God knows where you're at. God knows where you're at. So be a good steward of where you're at. Trust God and um, move forward. Good. That, that, no, I, that is awesome. Like, I, I'm having, I'm going to have him write down my three. What is it? What is it? Something you're dope, which was my favorite one. I love, and I love it. Um, what are the three of them? So let's go. Let's go. Get through this. Get through this. You're dope. You're dope. And you know what? That is a mantra for life. 
That is that is that that really does affect every single part of you can apply that to any part of your life. Yeah. Whether you're a stay at home mom and you got three kids and you don't talk to anybody all day, you don't pee their pants. Oh, or you honey. are Marcel's like, I can't believe she just said that. She no, just said I, that. I, I or, understand. I or if that. you're if you're, you know, uh, in a stressful business situation and you're you know, you're trying to close the deal, or if you're a worship pastor at a mega church or a minor church, you know, if you got a church of 10,000 people or you got a church of 10 people, you know, all of those you're things necessary. are necessary. Yeah. And, yeah. and in every situation, you're valuable. And so you are dope in all of those situations. So, uh, you know what? I am so happy that Marcellus came to join me for this podcast. You know, I, I kind of had an envision that it would always be me and some other women. And then one of my favorite kids shows up and the next thing you know, we're doing this great thing. So, um, thanks for joining us today on the, he doesn't waste the thing podcast. I love this. And, so much. um, I love Marcellus. He, that's, he says that all the time. And I love, I love this so much. I love him so much. Uh, but thanks for, thanks for joining us. And I hope it blesses you. And you know what? God doesn't waste a he really single doesn't thing in our life. Nothing is trash to him. It's all treasure. And so, um, you know what? Go out and make your life amazing. Marcellus is just clapping. That was Holy Spirit. That, that really, I'm like, that was so good. Yeah. Because even the stuff that you think is crap is really manure. <laughs> and you need that for fertilization. So look at yeah, God. Yeah. So nothing's trash. It's all treasure to God. Yeah. So go live your life and do extraordinary things and don't be afraid to jump out in the middle of it because yep. you know what? God will catch you. He always will. Yeah. <laughs>